what's up and welcome back to another coffee talk either podcast or video depending on where you're listening today i am doing this in video form so if you are on the podcast feel free to check out my youtube channel where you can get all of this in a visual you know spot and if you guys are watching via video then make sure you guys check the link out down below because i also do a podcast series every single week i've been doing it for almost two years now and uh i for the month of october like to do spookier podcasts so i figured that i would do the first one with you guys via video to shout it and let you guys know that every week there's going to be a spooky Halloween autumn themed podcast episode on my podcast so check that out today we're gonna to be talking about some like spooky stories some of the creepiest things that people have ever witnessed all of that and then the next few episodes following along will be about witchcraft and unsolved murder mysteries all of that good stuff so definitely go check out the podcast and if you're listening on the podcast welcome back all the things I'm talking about today I'm going to link in the description box no matter where you're listening so you guys can go do your own little research and just to give you guys a bit of a backstory I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of the scary stories and spookier things that I found on reddit right before Larissa my roommate slash best friend moved away um, she got super into reddit and she got me super into reddit and lately I've been doing this thing when I eat dinner instead of watching tv I try and read even if it's just like for leisure you know for fun and since it's been like the Halloween season I've been trying to get into spookier things and just kind of more Halloween style things so I've been reading some like ghost stories and murder mysteries and just like scary creepy things and like paranormal things just things about the world or like experiences that humans have had here where they're like what was that and then other people are like yo that's happened to me before like that kind of stuff just super I find that super intriguing to me because they're almost like little glitches in our like life experience that you just can't explain it leaves the big question mark of what the heck is going on here and what life is and it's just like I love that stuff I love thinking about these things I love questioning these things that I know that we might not ever have answers to but I love thinking about the questions because there's so many things that it could be right anyway I love a good mystery I love a good chill down the spine story and I figured I would share some with you guys today so hopefully you guys have a warm beverage and you're ready to talk about some spookier things I'm gonna go through some of of my favorites um, we have a couple different subcategories here so I found this reddit forum one time I was eating dinner and it says a huge collection of paranormal themed ask reddit threads so there's so many there's like what is the most mysterious paranormal thing you've ever witnessed the creepiest glitch in the matrix if you will what's the scariest creepiest thing you've ever seen or heard what's the creepiest strangest thing that's ever happened to you friend or family member that still creeps you out to this day and they're all just like incredible forums of just people that have experienced some creepy things so without further ado Let's jump in. Okay, I'm gonna start with the glitch in the matrix because I feel like I myself in my own way have experienced some things where it's been like a weird glitch in the matrix whether it's in my dreams or for instance just before we even jump in I have been having super vivid dreams lately and I was telling my sister I was just recently at my sister's house and I was sleeping and every time I go to her house I have very vivid dreams to give you guys an example the last time I was there I slept on a blow-up mattress on the floor in the basement and I had this dream where there were demons and I was basically okay this is gonna sound really it kind of freaks me out to even like relive it and bring it up in my mind because I don't know the subconscious the idea that your dreams are basically I don't even know what they're run by like I do 
technically it's supposed to be your moods and your anxieties and all of those things kind of like filtering and like filing themselves into your brain at night. But then it makes you wonder like why your brain goes to certain places, right? So the last time I was at my sister's house, I had this dream that I was in this haunted house, but no one believed me that it was haunted and that I was the only one that could see the demons in the room. And there was this demon that came and like picked me up by my throat and was choking me and my head started to spin around and I started throwing up. It sounds really creepy because it freaking was. And uh, last time I was there, just a couple days ago, I actually had a dream where um, this one wasn't as spooky, but this one was definitely weird. So I think I've told you guys about Jane before. She's the girl that does the tarot at the rock store here in Toronto. And she's one of my favorite people to go to. I find her very, she has a powerful aura. She has a, she has a presence, you know, and you can tell that she's very intuitive. She's very just in tune and very like sensitive to subtle energies. And I can just feel it when I'm around her. She's got a buzz on her. And, uh, one thing is that's really weird is I've never really had dreams about her before, but I had a dream about her and now I'm going to go and get a tarot reading by her because I, I'm kind of curious to know if she potentially, I don't know why I would assume so, but maybe she knew I had this dream, but it felt like we were having a real life conversation and that's happened to me only a few other times in life. And it's been when I've been talking to like my papa and I can tell that it's like, we're having a conversation, but it doesn't feel like it's a dream. It feels like it's like a real, like we've found this meeting spot in like another dimension almost, okay? That sounds weird, but anyway. I walked into this room, Jane was there. It was like a beautiful sunset and she told me that the next step in my like energetic training was that I had to get these needles and that it was gonna be super uncomfortable but it was gonna teach me something and each one was gonna, anyways, long story short, I had to get these really painful needles all in my head. There was four of them and I could feel them happening and I could hear them happening and it was like so, crisp and the experience was just like so it felt so real like it's like I could actually physically feel it that when I like woke up I was like very it like stuck with me all day so anyway that's just like a detour that I just took but this one is going to be about what is the most mysterious or paranormal thing you've ever experienced and I guess I just gave you guys mine as of most recent so the first one says my father passed away last year one item he always said he wanted to give me was a shotgun which he had originally belonged which had originally belonged to his grandfather. For years he had the shotgun stashed in the attic and after he passed I had gone into the attic to look for it only to find that it wasn't there. A few months later I had a dream in which I was talking to him and I asked him where he had put the shotgun. He told me that it was in the closet of the spare bedroom. I called my mother and had her check and sure enough there it was. Now it's completely possible that my father told me that when he was alive and that my dream was a little bit more of a memory, but then I certainly don't recall that being the case. How freaking like I said, dreams are weird. Dreams freak me out because I feel like obviously, like I said, a lot of the times it's just your brain kind of re like organizing memories that you have and downloading information that you get throughout the day and like downloading your feelings, downloading your emotions and kind of file foldering it all but there's times that you experience or you see things or things happen in a dream, like deja vu. What is deja vu? Because I feel like I've had dreams of things and then I have the deja vu in real life. So it was almost like my dream was foreseeing something rather than remembering something, you know? So kind of like that, like was his dream remembering that his dad told him that or did he foresee it? Did he see something that he didn't previously know? You know, like where was that coming from? What was that experience? I don't know, it freaks me out. Okay. The next one. When I was 15, my mother and I were standing in the kitchen talking. There was a rack on the wall holding keys about eight feet away. A key from the rack flew across the room and hit the floor near our feet. 
This is the only event for which I have no explanation. Edit. A lot of people are asking what the key went to. I don't know. It was an old heavy key. The house was built in the 1880s, so it could have been the original key to the house. That is freaking scary. This next one's a little lengthy, but it's good. The scariest moment of my life happened while my friend and I were camping in Eastern Canada as teenagers. Canada, represent. We decided to sleep in this abandoned camper that we found deep in the large forest that was near our town. Genius idea, clearly. It had been there so long that small trees had started to grow out of it. We stumbled across it when we were exploring a few months back and thought it would be cool and brave to sleep there for a night. So one weekend we decided to do it. We arrived after dark because we had gotten lost trying to find the camper. We had a really low power flashlight, so it made it even more difficult. Once we had finally found it, we opened the rusty door and stepped in. The sounds inside the camper were shrill and echoey. There were typical camper things there, strewn about, cups, empty cans, swollen pulp fiction novels. Already tired? We holed up in one end of the camper where the bed area had originally been before the cushions had rotted away to almost nothing. A long hallway stretched the length of the camper so we could basically see from end to end. It was a miserable night. There were several rats living in there. Ew. I saw them st staring at us from a chewed out part of the ceiling. When the wind blew, outside the camper would shriek and groan. We even thought we heard a bear outside too, walking around. Still, we feigned bravery and acted like we were having a good time, but we were on edge. At some point, I woke from an uncomfortable sleep. I sat up to adjust myself when I noticed some movement out of the corner of my eye. At the other end of the camper, there was a small window, and as I looked at it, I saw a man's silhouette. He was clearly staring at me from outside. At first, I thought maybe it was a weird shape of a tree or something, but when I moved a bit to get a better look, the person clearly reacted and then froze. My heart was pumping, and I woke my friend up immediately, saying, someone's here, over and over and over in a whisper, not taking my eyes off his profile. He woke up immediately, and I nodded towards the window. He saw him too. He, we whispered frantically about who it could be and why they were staring at us. This is creepy. And for the next 10 minutes, no joke, we just stared him down. The longer we stared at him, the more frightened we got. Occasionally, he would move, but always keeping his eye locked on us. Eventually, I shouted at him, hey, but there was no reaction. My friend was braver than me and decided to shine the flashlight at him. As soon as we did, we realized our horrible mistake. It wasn't a window at all on the other side of the camper. It was a mirror. We had been staring down ourselves from the very start. Completely idiotic still, but it was the most fearful, relieving, and funny moment of my life that I'll never forget. Closest to paranormal I've ever been. <laughs> People were like, I was so scared reading this. What a great ending. That is so true though. Okay, funny enough, I had a similar a similar experience one time when I was in Amsterdam. So I was there and I went to bed and do you ever have those dreams or it's kind of like you think you're dreaming, but you're not really, but you're not sure if you are. The only way I can describe it is kind of like if you go to sleep and you're laying down and it's almost kind of like you're consciously aware of you being in your body, but your eyes are, you're pretty sure your eyes are closed, but it kind of feels like you're still in the room, you know? And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was pitch black in this like weird little hotel thingy we were staying at. It was more like a bed and breakfast type of thing. And uh, my eyes were closed or I thought they were, but there was a mirror at the end of the bed and, and every time I like looked into this mirror, it looked like there was this big black, like demon looking body, which is a weird thing only because I've had nightmares since I was little of the same looking thing. Like it's like this 
figure, but it's a very similar figure, very similar energy to it or whatever. And it's always like it's a very evil presence. And I felt like it was watching me in the mirror and I was afraid to look in the mirror because I could see it out of my peripherals, but I also could tell that I was still asleep. So it was like almost as if my body was asleep, but my mind wasn't. And for some reason I was like floating above my body and I could see in the mirror that the demon was watching me, but my body was like, you know that feeling again, like I said, where you're afraid to move because you don't want the ghost to know you're there. I was sleeping and I didn't want to move and I didn't want to look in the mirror, but at the same time, it was like I already was looking in the mirror. Does that make sense? I don't know. Anyways, it was a really freaking scary experience. I was like back in 2017, um, creepy. But anyway, the next one, funny enough, is I saw a shadow person once. I didn't know that's what it was called until much later. I was living in a house in Laguna Beach that had been there since the 1920s. In its history, it had been a speakeasy, a brothel, and a house for smuggling illegal immigrants. One day, my new wife and I were having an argument. I can't even recall what it was about. She walked down the block to get a cup of coffee and cool off, and I was alone in the house. The way the place was built was incredibly haphazard. There was a bedroom and living room on one side, and then a bathroom with two entrances. On the other side of the bathroom was a hallway that had windows on one side and two bedrooms on the other. From my bedroom, I could look across the hall into the bathroom, even through the bathroom and down to the other hall. I was standing at my dresser, and I just noticed movement out of the corner of my eye and looked down there. There was, and honest to God, this gives me goosebumps just saying it, 17 years later, a black figure. It was maybe three feet tall and it was only vaguely humanoid. It looked more like black scribbles, like someone had scribbled a human shape, but the scribbles moved like electricity arcing. That's the best way to describe it. There was no sound that I could remember. I distinctively remember when I saw it, I was just so afraid, just like what the WTF. Then I noticed it looking, then it noticed me looking at it I can't say it turned around, it just focused on me then, I guess. Then I was scared. I didn't move, didn't scream, nothing. I was just frozen because it just came at me. It rushed down the hall towards me. I have no idea what it intended, but as soon as it entered the bathroom, the door closest to me just slammed shut on it. Then I screamed. I yelled for my wife, she wasn't home. I went outside into the daylight and didn't go back in until she got home 10 minutes later. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe I saw something supernatural, but I know I saw something. I just don't know what it was. So there's been an edit added to the story by the writer that says, my wife reminded me that I did not in fact run outside. She said that when she found me, I was still standing at the dresser with a shirt on, but no pants. Not only did he remember running outside and waiting for his wife, it turns out that he didn't actually even run outside. His wife came home and found him standing at the dresser with a shirt on, but no pants, just chilling. So I don't know, was Buddy maybe smoking a little grass that day and just was just out of it? Did he get so scared that he literally just paralyzed himself with fear until his wife came back? What did he see? And the fact that it was scribbles is what freaks me out because it's like, it wasn't like, oh, that's the part that gives me chills is that it wasn't human looking like it was three feet tall and like I actually my my skin is like crawling right now because I hate I hate that it looked at him or focused on him even the fact that he described it as it didn't turn around it just focused on him that's an energy thing like that's creepy and then move towards him and the door slammed shut look at my arm right now oh my god <laughs> no not okay. So before we take a quick little break, when we do come back, I'm gonna tell you guys, people that have backed up this story with their own experience of something very similar to what this man saw. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay, so someone added to this story saying, so I have a similar description with a different outcome. I was trying to sleep in my room back when I was younger and lived with my folks. I must have been maybe 17 or 18. I opened my eyes while rolling over to get comfortable and I see a black figure just outside my door who I thought was my stepfather in the dark with his hands up by his chest making a scary finger motions at me like you might do sarcastically in a scary movie or a story or a witch might do when casting a spell, just moving fingers wildly in my direction. I'm just like, all I'm picturing is this figure at the door, just like spirit fingers from Bring It On. I should note that this figure had no defined shape. It looked like squiggles that moved in vague in a vague shape, and I chalked it up to the lack of light in my step and that it was my stepfather. Well, I look over and say, what the hell are you doing? Thinking that it was really stupid, creepy thing to do at night. In that moment, it vanished. It was just gone. At that moment, my heart sank and I became petrified with fear. One of the few moments I was scared out of my mind and couldn't comprehend what I just saw. Edit. Thanks for the suggestions about sleep paralysis. I've had it before and still get it now and then, but that was not it. Although I have written off quite a few other things that were easily attributed to this, this was not that. And then someone else also wrote back to the story saying, dude, when I was a kid, I saw the same thing that almost met your description. I was lying in bed, the room door in front of me wide open, and to the left, I could... I keep hearing knocking. I could see the room where the front door was. There was an antique cabinet that my dad had that eliminated a white glow. I started to freak out for no reason and started sweating. I, for some reason, knew that shit was about to happen and I was about to witness something. About five minutes later, laying hot in sweat, I saw it. I always get scared when... Okay, that must just be my neighbor. We're just going to say that's my neighbor. What I was literally about to say before that was that sometimes I get scared that when I introduce these stories into my life, I'm going to introduce these things into my life. So I just want to say one last time, one more disclaimer, that I'm reading these out of just curiosity and respect and that, you know, I'm definitely going to need to sage tonight. Um, This is following this, okay? There was a door in the back of the room with the front door that was storage. 
Okay, let me read that again. There was a door in the back of the room with the front door that was storage. A black outlined humanoid figure walks out, mildly static, looking just like you said. It takes a few steps towards the front door, then stops. Does a military-like turn facing me? At this point, I'm freaking out, eyes wide. It walks into my room and stops beside my bed. Does one military turn facing me again? At that point, I figured, what I have? what have I got to lose? I noped and ran through the thing, ran upstairs to my parents' bedroom and knocked furiously at their door, waiting for them to let me in. I was focused on the stairs, making sure that it wasn't following me. Nothing. I slept with my parents for the next few nights. It was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me as a child. I have a couple more different stories, but I'm at school right now and I can't type them all out. If there's interest though, I just might. Okay, so then this person goes on to proceed telling multiple times that they saw this thing. So it's weird that multiple people have had an experience where they see this humanoid figure that looks like static, almost, and that it always is like going to do something, catches that they've caught their attention, and then I don't even know. It's like none of, it never hurts anyone. It never actually gets close enough to anyone, but it's interested. It's like intrigued. And so if I were to put my own personal spin or opinion into this, I am super intrigued by the thought that everything is energy. And it almost makes you wonder, okay, we're going to speak a little far out here for a second. If there were, let's say other dimensions, okay? And those other dimensions were to somehow find a veil between our dimension and that veil somehow gets dropped and you were to see this static humanoid figure and that humanoid static thing that you're seeing is the energy or the representation of energy of something that we don't know because like I said, we're talking really far out right now. So let's say that was just the energy and that you're picking up that energy via sight, right? Like you have a multitude of senses and your sense of sight is picking up on a sense of energy that's around you. Maybe it's because you were sleeping and you know when you sleep, you kind of drop that veil into your subconscious. Maybe you open up a part of your brain, who knows, but you're experiencing something. You're experiencing or sensing an energy and you're witnessing it through one of your senses being sight. There's also people that say they feel things, you know, like they're, they're sweating or whatever, but either way, an energy ripple is going through the room and some sort of veil has dropped that you're experiencing it and it is experiencing you if it catches your attention and either comes at you or you know either way it's like it's like I said it doesn't have eyes so it's not like you guys lock eyes it's like it pays attention to you because it's an energy. It's almost like all of a sudden you can feel the shift of its energy being focused on you. And that's what freaks me out because there's so much we don't know yet. There's so much we still don't understand. And when you think about how big the universe is and how small we are, is it really that far out to assume that these things couldn't actually be really happening? I don't know. It's a scary thing to think about, but it could be true. Here's another super spooky, creepy, paranormal thing that happened to somebody. I grew up in the Arctic. In the town I lived in, as long as it was a clear night, it was extremely normal occurrence to see all sorts of strange lights move across the sky. Keep in mind that the winter is long in the Arctic, which means that longer amounts of time being spent under the stars. It's quite beautiful, as long as you don't mind the cold so much. Sometimes I would drive a snowmobile a few kilometers out of town, shut it down, and then just lay down on the snow looking up at the majesty of it all. The only thing disturbing the silence being the occasional breeze. That actually sounds so peaceful. The northern lights are also a common occurrence. Doesn't happen every day, but often enough that they are starting to get ignored after a while, as long as they aren't too spectacular anyway. I couldn't imagine living under northern lights and that just like being a norm. 
to the point that it became just like common, just whatever, you just ignore it. On one particular night, without asking my parents, it was their snowmobile, I decided to go out on one of my midnight drives on outside of town. I drove a few kilometers over the hills to find a spot devoid of light pollution from the town. I shut off my engine and settled into a good spot to look up and be retrospective. I feel like I should be friends with this person. This sounds like such a dream. It wasn't all that interesting a scene. A few satellites passing here and there, some relatively boring activity affecting the magnetic field, etc. And then I started noticing a clicking noise. At first, I thought it was the sound of the snow machine cooling down, as engine expands and contracts a lot in the cold but the source of the sound definitely wasn't coming from that direction. In which case, I need to get out of here as fast as I can because you don't really want to mess with a wild animal here. But the clicking is far too regular for an animal to produce it. It was fairly mechanical sounding. And again, the source wasn't coming from anywhere around me laterally. It was coming from up. So naturally, I look up, determined to ascertain the origin of this strange noise. But I see what I always see. Stars, northern lights, a lazy satellite crossing the sky, all normal stuff. But before I dismiss it altogether and begin heading home, I noticed something, something strange in the Aurora Borealis, which is the Northern Lights. There were three rather strong points of light. I ignored them at first, thinking that they were oddly symmetrical stars, but this proved false. They were definitely getting brighter. I kept staring at the morbid fascination as they grew stronger and stronger, yet still only remaining single points in the sky. All the while, the clicking noise is getting louder and louder and more pronounced almost like someone started with a tapping pen on a desk to clacking billard balls together inside my head. Then it stops. The lights are gone. The clicking is not heard. And aside from being a little stiff, cold, and rather petrified, I'm totally fine. So I jump on the snowmobile thinking maybe I'm going crazy. The machine takes a little longer than usual to start up and I'm beginning to worry, but soon it's running and I'm heading back to town. As I'm driving back, several plausible scenarios as to what occurred are running through my head. I'm thinking that it could be a helicopter from the mines or some strange northern lights behavior, probably nothing or a big deal. So I pull up to my house, lights are all dark, strange, it wasn't late when I left, open the outer door as quietly as possible, I remove my winter gear and I enter the inner door. The house is quiet, it's really quiet. My parents are teachers and usually up late marking or watching TV. All I'm thinking is that I have to get to bed without anyone noticing. Proves to be easy as I'm soon under my covers. I go to set my alarm for the next day and suddenly everything makes sense. Engine hard to start, stiff, rather chilly. Nobody up when I was gone, what felt like relatively short period of time. It was almost 11 p.m. when I left that night and now it's creeping up on 6 a.m. I stood staring at clicking lights for almost seven hours. I never ended up sleeping that night, but I don't go on late night snow machine rides anymore. Edit. I apologize for the late replies. I'm in the Arctic now and the internet here isn't exactly top notch, but thank you for your interest. And then edit two. I have never been gifted Reddit gold before and I'm honored for the privilege. Thank you, anonymous benefactor. So I have watched a lot of stories on like aliens and such before. When I used to live with my old roommate, Maggie, we used to watch just like so many documentaries of people that I've experienced all similar things. And that's the thing is like the little bit that I've dipped into those types of paranormal experiences, there's commonalities in all of the stories. And they're always like three, like almost like the triangle pointed lights. There's also the commonality of people just losing time. Like for instance, this person was like, it felt like a very short piece of time. It was just like, you know, the clicking sound got louder, the lights got brighter. Then all of a sudden it was just like 
gone and it all they think they were cold and their body felt stiff and the car took a little while to start or the snowmobile but then they were fine and they went home and then realized that the reason why they were stiff the reason why they were cold the reason why the engine took a while was because they had been there for like hours but it felt like mere minutes so what did they experience who's to say so i'm going to take another quick break and then basically round up a couple of my favorite top creepiest ones to end off this whole coffee talk with and leave you guys feeling even more spooky than you came or than you feel right now. Okay, so this one's particularly freaky, but I will go ahead and read their disclaimer. They said, this is one that I've posted before. I'll be the first to say that this stuff could have taken place in my head. The mind is a freaky thing and can play some pretty trippy tricks on you. I'm sorry for the length. Whenever I was scared as a kid, my dad had always told me that in life, you should not be scared of a ghost. Fear the living because they're the ones that can actually hurt you. That's gonna be the quote in today's video. That keeps happening. Every time we go to film, I just like, we stumble across these iconic quotes. That's definitely gonna be the quote in today's video. All right, here we go. Jumping into this freaky, mysterious paranormal experience. In my late teenage years, I came into some money after my father committed suicide and I received an inheritance from him. At the time of my dad's passing, he and my mom, he and my mom owned a cabin up in Oregon by Mount Bachelor. The cabin had been put up for sale since my mom could no longer afford the payments and renting it out was not covering the payments either. The cabin was set to go for market sale in less than a month and was in the process of finalizing all the paperwork when the real, with the realtor and the lawyer. So for that month's time, the cabin was not going to be rented out any longer and was going to be vacant. I saw it as a chance to get away for a while and clear my head in light of all the things going on. I quit work, I packed up my snowboarding gear, I grabbed my dog and headed for my dad's car. That he had willed to me. To the cabin. Now, this is our family cabin that my parents rented, rented out throughout the year when they were not using it. I had keys to the cabin and also had the code to the alarm, so I did not feel that I need to stop at the rental management company and advise them of my stay. This has nothing to do with the coming story, but I felt like I should mention it anyway. My first two days at the cabin were normal and nothing out of the unusual happened. I spent my days playing with my dog in the snow, snowboarding in the evenings, playing PlayStation or listening to music, drinking and smoking out on the balcony. I had already stocked up on food, cigarettes, and liquor, so I was pretty much shut inside, away from the world, aside, of, aside from occasionally going out to hit the slopes. With my dog as company and my DVDs and PlayStation as entertainment, I was quite content and starting to feel relaxed after all the drama that had preceded my outing. The cabin was two stories. The bottom story had a living room and a side guest bedroom, along with a small kitchen. Upstairs had two bedrooms along with a walkout balcony attached to the master bedroom. Most of my time there was spent either in the living room kitchen or in the master bedroom. I never ventured into the other rooms and kept the doors leading into them shut. Open doors to dark rooms always used to creep me out. Anyway, the third day came around and I was going through my usual routine of playing with my dog. His name is Midnight, by the way, and he has also since passed. Playing games and watching DVDs. That day, it was pretty heavy snowfall, so I did not feel like trekking down the hill to the main road in my car and decided to stay in. That's when things started to get a bit weird. In our area, there were only two other cabins adjacent to ours, maybe a block away from each other. All of the other cabins from these two were around a mile away from ours. Surrounding us was mostly forest and very tall pine trees. Tall. This is important later on. Both of the cabins were empty for the past couple of days and I knew that no one was currently staying there. Gave enough background as I'm going to jump into the weirdness. 
Around midday, while outside with my dog, I noticed what looked like footprints in the snow around the small area around our cabin. It was still snowing, so the footprints looked semi-fresh, like someone had been there in the last 20 to 30 minutes before me. I thought that maybe someone was staying in the cabin near me and that I might not have noticed. Maybe they were shut-ins, like me. All right, whatever. And the prince led away from the cabin and disappeared into the snow towards the denser part of the trees. I disregarded the footprints and went back inside. Nighttime came around and I decided to head to bed. My dog, Midnight, was laying in the bed with me when I noticed his ears perk up in a standstill, listening position. This was followed by him quickly jumping off the bed and running downstairs to the living room. I lay in bed, staying silent. I was a little freaked out. And I could hear him moving around downstairs, back and forth. After around five minutes, he ran back upstairs and started to do his doggy dance for the sign that he had to pee or that he wanted to go outside. Shit. Well, fine. I can't say no to him, so we both went downstairs to the outside driveway for him to do his thing. Only, he didn't want to go pee. As soon as we were outside, he started to pull on his leash, trying to drag me to where he wanted to go. He kept looking into the dense part of the trees where the, prince had led, where the footprints had led to earlier but he also kept sniffing the side of the house and looking up towards the roof. After he figured out that I was not going to go where he wanted to, he sat himself down and just stared into the darkness. A bit unusual for him, but all right. Maybe there were forest animals out there that he wanted to chase down. But F this, I did not want to chance anything, so I pulled him back inside and we both headed upstairs. Around half an hour later, I was lying in bed when I heard what sounded like hooves walking around on the roof. I was... I keep hearing scary sounds. It was only a series of about six steps and I rationalized that it might be a pine cone falling from the tree on the roof or maybe a kind-hearted forest animal running around. But here's the thing, the steps seemed to be spaced out like a man-length stride. So it was really freaking me out. Midnight also heard the noise and was quick to run to the balcony, screen door, expecting for me to let him out. All right, you know what? I'm a tough guy, and at the time considered myself to be fairly well built and strong enough to handle myself, so I grabbed my coat and shoes along with my cigarettes and flashlight and went out on the balcony. As soon as I was outside, I lit up my cigarette and started canvassing the roof with my light. Nothing was there, and the snow on top was undisturbed. Weird. Must have all been in my head. What was midnight? What about midnight hearing the noise though? Maybe he was feeding off my fear or my paranoia. So I started to calm down and relax again. They put in brackets. By the way, I'm shaking right now and my heart is beating fast hard as I am typing out this next bit. Okay, I'm getting creepy. My eyes started to adjust to the darkness and I kept smoking and just staring at the stars and the trees next to our cabin. But then I saw it. In a tree that was a little taller than our cabin, Okay, I'm getting goosebumps reading this. And around 20 feet from the balcony, I saw what looked like a man crouched in the squatting position in between two branches. It was squatted on one branch and its arms were extended above its head, holding onto the branch above it. What is that? I wasn't sure if I was really seeing this thing and stood just staring and sat there motionless. I noticed Midnight stand up and start pacing behind me and lightly barking at the same time. The thing still did not move. I put my cigarette out and was debating on shining the light in, this, in the thing's direction, but something in my head kept screaming at me not to. So I walked backwards to the inside of my room and pulled my, and pulled my dog in with me. Once inside, I locked the door and shined the flashlight in the thing's direction, but there was nothing there. I shut the curtains to the screen door and retreated back into the bed. But later on that night, I heard the light tapping on the screen. 
Oh my God, no. But later on that night, I heard light tapping at the screen door, like someone was tapping on the glass with their fingers. It was consistent and did not stop for nearly an hour. Midnight seemed to stare at the door, but he wouldn't go near it anymore. The weirdest part is I had a feeling like someone was inviting me to open the door, but at the same time, I kept hearing my dad's voice in my head telling me to stay in bed and not to do it. I listened to my dad's voice and just stayed where I was. I passed out and eventually woke up in the morning and everything was normal. The rest of the week that I stayed there was non-eventful and nothing else out of the ordinary happened. I totally admit that it could have all been in my head. A lot of stuff was going on at the time, so I was pretty messed up from all the drama. They said, as an edit, just to clarify for everyone asking why I stayed after, I think at the time I was really just trying to convince myself that it was all just my imagination, my mind playing tricks at me. I really had nowhere else that I had to be and I enjoyed the isolation from all my friends and family at the time. After my dad's death, I was, nef- I was never left alone and just needed some time to myself. Wow, yeah, okay, so that one freaks me out solely because of especially the dog thing. I don't know, again, how many of you guys have like read into stories like this or believe these types of things, but it's said that animals can normally sense these things more than humans can. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, most animals like dogs or cats or many other things have hypersenses. Like they can hear things more than we can and they can see things in the dark when we can't. And so it freaks me out solely because I feel like anyone with an animal can probably agree that there's at least been one or two times where your dog or your whatever pet you have, like, does something that freaks you out. For instance, when I used to live a couple apartments ago, I did a whole YouTube video in one of the last, I think it was the Utober 2016 series called uh, I Was Being Haunted. And I used to live in a really old, old house built in the 1800s with my old roommate, Maggie. And when we lived there, we had a lot of like just freaky paranormal things happen to us. And a lot of the time that I spent living there, Bentley, my dog, would always kind of catch up onto these things. Like the one time when Maggie and I were downstairs, we were just kind of hanging out and then we heard Bentley just randomly start barking, like barking loud enough that we were like, what's going on? And we went upstairs to go see what he was barking at and he was in my room barking into the closet. Now, mind you, my old closet used to be the attic. So he was barking into the old attic of this house that's built into the the 1800s and he's just barking into it and it's just pitch black in there. There was no lights on and it was just super creepy. And there was always just these times that Bentley would just sense things or for instance, like another one of the scary instances that happened in that house was Bentley had a dog toy that when Maggie and I were coming out of the living room, which was into the kitchen, the hallway, you had to go around the kitchen to get into the hallway. And as we were walking up to go around into the hallway, Bentley's dog toy came flying in from the hallway in through the doorway and like hit the like seating area and fell to the ground. And we both were just like, we, we froze because we were like, that came in at, like that did not roll into the kitchen, it flew in high. So someone would have had to throw it. And it seemed to us like everything that would happen would always be with like Bentley's dog toys or like Bentley would notice it. So it was like, it almost felt like it was using Bentley to like communicate or something, I don't know. But the idea that like dogs and pets and stuff can sense those things have always scared me because I, I believe it. Like I believe that they would be more sensitive to notice those things because we tend to be a little bit more distracted and our senses aren't as sharpened as animal senses are. So super creepy. Anyway, I'm gonna leave on that story. That one gave me some serious goosebumps while I was reading it. And like I said, I always get a little freaked out when I'm like opening these things up and like reading them. I'm like, am I? I hope I'm not introducing some weird energy into my life. I'm sure I'm not, but we've got multiple weeks left to go of talking about 
Halloween paranormal, just freaky things on the podcast. So I'm gonna leave it here today. I hope this gave you guys a little bit of a spook, got you into the Halloween mood a little bit. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. If you have any scary stories, I want to hear them. So leave me your favorites down in the description box. Tweet them at me, Instagram them at me. If you're listening via podcast, feel free to jump on over to the video. But either way, leave me a comment down below of your guys' favorite spooky stories. If you have one, share it. And if you don't have a personal one, but you found one online, feel free to link it so that we can just stay in this forum of spookiness. And aside from that, I hope I'll talk to all of you guys next week on the podcast and all of you guys tomorrow in the next YouTuber video. Bye guys.